Welcome, everybody, to the second bonus episode of SOS with Sonia Rasula, season one. Can you believe that we are already finished our very first season? It has been such an amazing experience to record this podcast and then hear all of the amazing feedback and questions from everyone from literally around the world. I just got an email from someone in Germany letting me know that my name is spelled totally normal there. So S-O-N-J-A is normal in Germany. It's weird in America. Got it. (laughs) Throughout the course of recording this podcast, we've received so many great questions. And so whether they were about business, whether they wanted clarification on something that I talked about during a specific episode, or whether they were questions about me and my background, we started to gather them. And so today's bonus episode is all about giving you a little bit of a deeper look at what we talked about during the season and answering some of the questions about me, myself, and I. So let's dive in. Okay, so we're going to start things off with a question that we got over direct message, which is, what is A-B testing? Well, that's a great question. So if you visualize it, it's actually A slash B testing, which might help a little bit more. The episode that we were talking about was all about advertising on Facebook. And essentially I was giving advice, which is that you should do an A-B test when creating ads online. The great thing about A-B testing is essentially what you're doing is you're creating one ad. Let's say it has a photo of people laughing And then you have a second ad, which has photos of people that are just looking cool, but not laughing. So one of those photos is ad A. The second photo is ad B. And that's where the A-B testing comes from. So essentially what you're doing is you're running two different ads and then you're going to check in and 24 hours later or 48 hours later or one week later, you are going to figure out which ad was more successful. Once you know which ad was more successful, then you dump all your money into pushing that ad out into the atmosphere. So essentially you're just testing ads before deciding what to spend real money on. So that is what A-B testing is. This next question is so, so, so good. It is, should I set up a crowdfunding campaign? When do I need to? And how do I set one up? So... Wow. Well, there's a lot there. First of all, you can use, well, there's a lot of different services out there that do crowdfunding campaigns. You should probably just research which one is best for you. Um, But I think before even doing that, you really should think about whether you should actually do it and when. So my thought on crowdfunding is that it really does not work unless you are wanting to create a product that is extremely innovative that no one has done before. Crowdfunding campaigns work best when people are buying the actual gadget, doohickey, or thing. So that's first. Second, if you do not already have a community of people that follow you, that know you, that are paying attention to what you do, crowdfunding is going to be pretty challenging. And then my third biggest piece of advice is that You should analyze whether the amount of time that you're going to have to take 
to create the campaign and then to execute all of the rewards afterwards is worth it in the end. And so I say this because of my personal experience with crowdfunding. I have a second business aside from Unique Markets. I have a building called The Unique Space in downtown Los Angeles. And so I used Kickstarter to get the money to help open and help renovate and help decorate this giant, massive old warehouse in downtown. And it was a really successful campaign. We raised over $115,000, which is awesome. Uh, A couple things I did not know and fully realize, that is obviously taxable income. So $115,000 minus 30% right off the bat. You have to be aware that this is income, and so you're going to need to pay taxes on that. So you don't get $115,000. We, I think, probably got about 80 something in the end, which is a pretty drastic number compared to 115. So there's that that I didn't know. The other thing that I really was not thinking about when I got excited about launching the campaign and I launched it was how much time and energy it takes to have a successful campaign. You pretty much have to work 24-7 to constantly be tweeting, Instagramming, telling your friends, emailing people, following up. You're constantly screaming from the rooftops for people to fund you. And that is a full-time job. In fact, when we did it at the building, I realized I did not have enough manpower and hours, and I hired someone to come on board and actually help us with talking about it, but also answering the onslaught of customer service emails and inquiries we got. So I had no idea that that was going to happen. And then the last bit was once your campaign is successful and finishes, you are then responsible to make sure that everyone who funded your campaign is hearing from you. You have to keep them... um, aware of everything that's happening. Like, Hey guys, okay, we got the manufacturing. Okay. Now we're going to be getting this stuff in six weeks and we're going to start to pack them up and ship them out. I mean, all the communication of that is definitely a lot of hours, but more importantly, the whole idea of having to pack up and ship rewards or the product that you ended up making is brutal. So I'm just letting you know that like Crowdfunding could be a very viable option. In the episode that I talked about it, we were talking with Santa Venetia, which is a clog company. They already have a community. They already have a product and they already have sales. So for me, I thought crowdfunding would be a good idea for them just to do like one-offs or special drops. I think that's a great idea. To start a company crowdfunding... uh, I think is a little scary just because you're really not realizing that it's really a full-time job. And so you are creating a whole second full-time job for yourself while trying to start a company. I think looking for a line of credit, using credit cards, asking friends and family for money might be smarter than doing the whole crowdfunding thing, but that's just my two cents there. Okay, and then this next question is a very, very controversial one. It's Should I seek outside investment? That's a great question. I say that it's controversial because my answer may be controversial or may not be controversial at all. I think that you guys all already probably know my opinion on this one. So 
in today's world of unicorn this, unicorn that, the next big idea in tech, who's the next Uber, who's the next WeWork, it it puts the entrepreneur on a pedestal that I do not believe is realistic or sustainable. So the average business owner and entrepreneur is not going to be WeWork or Uber. I would say you need investment if you have exhausted all other possibilities. So the only other reason why you would need investment is if you would want to scale at a very fast rate. So let's say you have a great idea for this product. It's something new. Um, and instead of selling a million dollars worth in the first year and two million in the second, you think, you know what, I'm going to sell a million in the first year, but then if I have outside investors, I can probably hire more people and grow at a speed that's faster. And we can do 5 million in that second year. If you are that type of person and you have the background and expertise to do that, then that's when you need investment. I think the average person out there does not need investment. In fact, if you have never managed people, if you've never had employees before, and if you've never run your own company, those are probably things that you want to concentrate on first instead of thinking, I would love to have a million dollars and then I can hire all these people and have a big office and have a big company. Um, Being a boss and a manager is very challenging on top of selling your product or your service. So honestly, to me, investment money is like, being a kid in a sandbox, you don't really know what you're doing. You're just kind of like building sandcastles and then a wave comes and like, boom, it's gone. Like a second later, that is my analogy with investment money. If you don't know how to spend money, manage it, manage employees, concentrate on that, concentrate on your business first, then see if you need outside investment. But like I said before, I really think that you can go to banks, you can get lines of credits, you can get loans, you can talk to friends and family, you can talk to your community if you want to. You can use credit cards, which is really risky, but something that I did, and we will talk a little bit more about that coming up. Um, There's other options than taking money from someone else and then not owning the company 100%. So I would say... Your goal is to own your own company 100%. You may not make 5 million in year two, but you will probably be a sustainable, profitable company. And that is all good. So we got a lot of interest after I talked about the fact that I had used credit cards to buy my first home. (laughs) And I didn't really explain. I didn't go deeper during the episode. And, um... A lot of you wanted to know more about that and whether you could apply kind of the same rules that I did to your businesses or to your lives. So I will preface this with obviously the fact that I am 100% not a financial analyst or expert. (laughs) So do not come after me if you take this advice and it's terrible for you and your situation. Um, So yeah, back when in my early 20s, I wanted to buy my first loft and I had a little bit of money saved up, but I didn't have a lot. However, I'm very good at saving money and holding on to it and um, budgeting. I, I already knew back then that I was 
I had those skills. So it's not like, um, I was bad with money and I didn't have any debt. So I needed, I think another $15,000 in order to put the down payment on my loft. And so what I did was I found three different credit cards that were offering 0% interest in the first year. So I thought I can take $5,000 cash advance on each one of these credit cards in order to get myself that $15,000. And I'm going to have a year to pay back that amount before I start paying interest. And I did. And that is how I bought my loft. And to be perfectly honest, if I hadn't have bought that first piece of property and sold it, I would not have had the chunk of money that I had to put into retirement savings to eventually use to start unique markets. So it was the smartest thing that I ever did. Very, very risky. Yes. But I don't know. Is it is it riskier to sell a portion of your company by getting an investor who wants to own percentages? Or is it better to bet on yourself? I think it's better and smarter to bet on yourself. So I would say for anyone out there listening who is good at budgeting, good at paying money back, good at saving, um, Using credit cards might be a very, very viable option for you. And, you know, just this week I was in New York City as part of the MasterCard Small Business Advisory Council, and essentially it's made up of a bunch of badass female bosses and entrepreneurs. We all sat in a room and talked about needs and goals of ours and how we could all help each other. And over and over again, we kept hearing that Other people had also used credit cards to jumpstart their businesses. So going to throw that out there as an option for you guys. It's out there. It's out there. This next question is for all of you out there who want your own one-on-one advice. So the question is, how do I get on SOS? Very good question. We are going to be launching the applications to be featured on season two very soon. So if you follow us on Instagram at SOS with Sonia, you will definitely hear we are going to be launching the applications this fall. I cannot wait to hear all about your businesses and find out what help you need. So keep following us and stay tuned. And our very last question was in general... What advice would you give to yourself if you were just starting out again? That's a really, really good question. Gosh, there's a lot of advice that I would give myself, but I think the advice that I would give people listening who are just starting on their ideas or just starting in their businesses is, I think it's twofold. One, don't compare yourself to anyone else, especially in the age that we are living of comparison and showing off and Instagram. Um, I think it's pretty unhealthy to think that you are going to be like someone else that you see who 
might have a completely different story and a completely different background. So there might be someone that you look up to who is the same age as you and you're both in your 20s and she has a million followers and she has a product and she's already sold $2 million worth this year. The thing is, you don't know what her background was. She might have become a beauty blogger right out of high school and started, you know, gaining her community, she may have never gone to college and instead invested all of her time into starting this company. So you can't really compare yourself to anyone because you are your own unique person. You've had your own path. Um, and also most people don't know that I'm 43. Most people don't know that a lot of the other so-called popular female entrepreneurs who are out there right now on Instagram are also in their forties or late thirties. And so I think a lot of people are comparing themselves to us, but I worked in corporate America for a solid decade before I ever even thought about having my own business. And before having my own business, I had to get fired a couple times and like completely change my life around. So there's all these steps that people go through. And so I would say, don't compare yourself to anyone. And then my second piece of advice would probably be to really live in the moment. Because the other thing that entrepreneurs don't really talk about is the fact that time flies. Um, and that while you're busy with your head down, working, 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 the one sacrifice that every single small business owner and large business owner out there can tell you is that they don't have the same amount of time to spend with friends and family. And it's a sacrifice. That's something that no one really talks about, but it's absolutely a fact. And so I think that if you're going to start a small business, you have to be aware of the amount of time and energy and commitment that it's going to take to be successful. And just be honest with yourself about if you are really the right personality to be in this kind of game. Um, and if you are, that's awesome. Welcome to the club. But um, I think it's important to also communicate to everyone that you love, like, hey, <laughs> I'm doing this thing. It's going to take a lot from me. And I love you guys. And when I'm with you, I'm going to give you all my energy. But um, yeah, you definitely need to like relish the moments that you have with people when you're in them because you will be alone and working and grinding a lot. So those would be my, my two pieces of advice for you. Um, and those are the questions we we've gotten so many more, but I feel like if you follow us on Instagram at SOS with Sonia, then you can DM us anytime. The team here is always ready to answer questions and also to answer emails. So, uh, we are very much about being here for you and wanting to, keep this dialogue going. So we are gearing up for season two. Yes, I said it. Season two is going to be coming in January. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, just keep following us and asking us any questions that you have. And if you don't follow me personally on Instagram, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but... <laughs> Um, I don't know if you want to, you should, I think you'll really enjoy it. So I am on Instagram at Sonia Rasula. That is at S O N J A R A S U L A. And with that, that is the end of season one. 
We've had so much fun creating this podcast. I cannot believe that we have listeners now emailing us and getting in touch with us from all over the world, which is so freaking cool. Again, please keep spreading the word by telling your friends and followers about the podcast. If you have not subscribed, you should definitely subscribe because that means you will not miss any of the new episodes when they are out. And if you have not given us a review or rating, I personally think that we are worthy of five stars and would love for you to give us a five-star review. (laughs) Um, And thanks so much for all of the reviews that keep coming in. I just looked the other day and we had like five more reviews. So I just love that this information is, is getting out there to everyone who needs it and starting to travel around the globe. So we are psyched. We're excited for season two and we will talk to you then.